Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Neil and alongside my brother Gordon, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday where we aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore things that interest us. Welcome to the Developing Dads podcast, episode number 105. And I feel a bit bad because we've missed a missed a week where might might play catch up. We'll see. But we're here now. We made it. It's a Tuesday evening. And we're gonna get stuck into a random dad chat where we figure out what's been going on, how things are, any funny stories to amuse our two and a half, maybe three and a half listeners out there. Anyway, like we always do with the podcast, um, we ask each other how we are because people don't do that often enough, especially men, especially brothers. So, Mr. Greenhorn, Gordon Greenhorn, how are you doing? How have you been for the last couple of weeks? I'm so glad that your first intro to 2024 is uh, it's off to the races, Neil, quite is frankly. It a, I mean, it first, it's not our first pod, is it? No, it's it's your first intro pod in 2024. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, that was like the opposite of someone on cocaine. <laughs> well, I'm all right, Neil. Thanks very much for asking. Um, what have you been up to? I've, I've, yeah, I was going to say actually, the um, I've got into the habit of that. You know, when you ask someone like, "How are you?" So you say, "You know, hey, how are you?" And they go, "Yeah, good, good." I've got into the habit of turning around to people and saying what's like what's good like what what if if you say hey how are you and they say good like what is what is actually good about what they're doing yeah and it's it's weird because people like stop and like oh yeah i hadn't really thought about that because it's like people's just automatic reaction just to say good because they don't want to give you any bad news right yeah so um yeah i, I quite like the idea of them explaining what what the hell's good i guess I think I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm quite I'm quite good at being on it. It depends who the audience is. If it's like a, I don't know, I'm meeting a work kind of prospect or somebody I'm working with in a professional level, and they ask how I'm doing, I'm not going to just pour out all my woes and life issues. I'm just going to say I'm, I'm good. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a 33 year old dad with uh, three kids, one set of twins and uh, <laughs> I'm a sole provider and I didn't sleep and I'm actually uh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, I find if you if you ask me on the pod I, I give quite a candid real answer and I think I've got friends that I, I generally do that too as well. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm good. Um, I I actually don't, I didn't do much last week to be perfectly honest, Neil. Like, just it's January, right? What the what the hell do people do in January? <laughs> it's cold, it's a mixture of cold or wet outside. Nobody's got any money. Um, it gets, still gets dark at like four o'clock. Nothing yeah. nothing like sexy happens in January, really. It, it so blue, like blue Monday earlier, yeah. was it? Yesterday, Blue Monday. Well, there you go. You see what I mean? You know. Um, but I guess there was a few little kind of highlights, a few little things. Um, got my MOT for the car and a service, and apparently I was driving around without a bolt in the wheel. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I found I found a new place. I swear, I swear, the last place I took my car to, <laughs> they nicked it. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me that. So I took it to a new place because I don't trust the other one. I, I, I wonder if I'm sounding like Victor, Victor Meldrew for any of the, uh, the slightly yeah, older. The older um, you get. The older listeners. Uh, so we took it a new place. They were very good. And it was just, you know, general service, whatever else, but it's just 200 quid. No, another, another couple hundred quid. And then I now have a car that is also subject to road tax. I've never had a car with road tax. Bear in mind, I've only had two cars, but 200 pounds road yeah. tax, Neil. Mad. Like, for what? <laughs> what, what does my fix, council tax go fix towards? The roads. Aye, but what's my council tax go towards? <laughs> That's about two grand a year. Not not the motorways and the highways and... Not all the other shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I did that last week, which is absolutely riveting. Obviously, uh, following on for your absolutely incredible intro, I'm um, talking about car MOTs and stuff. Um, picked up a couple of... I might have picked up a new client, hopefully. Trying to see if I can nudge him over the line into an unlimited package, which would be uh, very tasty. But um, we'll see. I think we're probably going to go down the route of a you know, set amount of reels per month rather than unlimited for now. But, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I've been making moves, Neil, business moves. I've hired another editor. So we're a a team of six slash seven, if you include me. Um, One is being promoted into a creative project manager. So they are going to start to take on some of the stuff that I do. So admin-based reviewing content, uh, distributing tasks and all sorts of other bits and pieces. And that'll free me up to do things like marketing sales, uh, a couple of creative things. So the client touch base will essentially be, I'll get them signed on, get them set up, all that kind of stuff. Then it's kind of downstream. It'll be generally handed on to the team. I'll get involved when things need to be reviewed or certain things need to be reviewed or questions asked or whatever else. Um, And then any liaising with the clients from a creative perspective, ideas, like that kind of thing but just trying to build out the system for that. So it started, which is nice. Um, nice. So hopefully by the end of this month, we should have everybody onboarded into the new sort of system-y thing and new editor starts on Thursday. So yeah, pretty that's amazing. Exciting. Yeah. Good so start pretty to 2024. Cool. Indeed. Because I need to, like, this is a thing I'm trying to scale into, like a big old, big old thingy that I want to be able to sell. So... Yeah. I've got to start trying, like the profit's there, the cash is in the bank, I need to spend it. So I'm going to find a way to do that. So I started that, which is kind of interesting. It's slightly daunting as well, because you're like, I've kind of, I've nailed the hiring of editors, managing of them. Now I've got to nail the training of the manager up. who managed them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and then trust that. But I reckon I've got the idea, I've got the system and I think I can make it work. And then I can start freeing myself up for some more um, marketing stuff, you know, getting that sort of organized and things. Um, I also, like last week, I said to myself, I want to hit a 10K. Because we talked about it when you were down, right? Yeah. Go for a run. Now, 10K, is, is that a middle distance? Is that what they call it? Depends what level you're at, Gordon. I mean, 10K to me is just a... <laughs> A walk in the park. <laughs> there he is. He's waiting his whole life, ladies and gentlemen. Neil Greenhorn has been waiting his entire life to say something like that. 8.5 miles I did did yesterday just at lunchtime. <laughs> I'd say 10k is middle distance. Okay. Um. So I said to myself last week, I was like, right, I want to do a 10k. I want to try and get it done. 
just because it's it's a, it's not an unreasonable distance, right? It's about just under an hour of running for whatever time you do, and it's repetitive, and you got to get it, you got to finish it, right? You've got to. There's a. I think there's a part of you at the training level, I guess I'm at, where you got to. There's a point in that race where, or that run, where you've it's mind over matter. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know if it gets easier. It probably does, but. At like five k, you can get mind over matter pretty quickly. Like it's not, especially if you're reasonably fit. Yeah. Um, but as you soon as you to. start reaching and start reaching past eight k, it starts to like you're you're feeling things, and it's not nice. And I planned that. It's also the planning a route, right? You've got to try and run ten k because when you go for a run, if you just run in one direction, then you're kind of stuck. <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you've got to find a way to get home. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, planned out a route. And it's, bear in mind, it's Surrey Hills, so there's kind of a bit of up and down. So it's not not amazing. So the first attempt failed. First attempt, I uh, did 8K. And just before, just before I hit the 8K mark, I got this horrific stitch. You know, that kind of like really stomach sore stitch. Do you ever get them? Yeah, yeah. So it was too painful. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep going. I can't keep going. It's just too much. It's too much. Had you, had you eaten beforehand? Oh yeah, it was, fuck it. it's the worst meal ever as well. Like I know what I was doing. I ate four egg omelette with salmon in it, right? And oh, bread. And fat. Yeah, horrendous, stupid idea, totally stupid idea. But anyway, an hour or so later, I wanted to go for a 10K attempt. Nah, not a good idea. So kind of, you know, annoying and whatever else. But and then uh, on Sunday, I managed to carve out some time. And when I, whilst Olivia was asleep, timed it all right, you know, hydrated well, like just really sort of made sure, I'd like, pre- like prepped like an adult for crying out loud, right? <laughs> you know, I had breakfast, I'd drank enough water the day before, um, I had some jelly babies just before I went out, had a coffee as well, just to, to give me a little kick. And uh, I did it, 10K, 51 minutes, uh, 51.09, I think it was, which is considering like the first, the start of it is a massive hill. It's like a yeah. one and a half K hill. You've been yeah. up it with me, yeah. yeah. Um, a decent time, and then, and then there, there, like a couple few other bits as well. Like I went around a little bit. There's kind of a, a pretty good hill, maybe a half k to a k hill. Another one, um, it's got a reasonable gradient, and then it's a super steep downhill as well, which is quite technical. Like you've got to kind of like manage that. So anyway, nonetheless, um, yeah, I managed to finish in 51 minutes. I reckon if it didn't have the hills, it'd be under 50, which for my first 10k in seven years or something stupid, it felt like that was a good That's time. All effort, yeah. I think you should be proud. And I also hit under 25 minute 5k as well. Nice. <laughs> you know how I've been, you know, I've been trying to <laughs> do a, do a, an under 25 minute 5k just on its own. Well, I'm actually yeah, yeah. like the second part of a 10k. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> which, um, which is good. And it, you know, last 2k of that 10k, I did have to drag myself quite a bit. I was like, I've got, I, I've got to get over this. Keep running, keep running, keep running, keep running. I even got to the point where I was getting quite close to where I thought I'd finish. I had my phone out, just watching, trying to watch it tick over a little bit. Just because, you know, when you're kind of blindly just running, thinking it's coming, it's coming, it's kind of quite hard. Yeah. But if you can see a finish line, you just kind of keep going. So I did that. And that felt really good on um, on Sunday. So I felt pretty accomplished. And now I'm, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Because you know when you're a bit scared before you go for a run, where you're like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah. Um, now I don't feel as bad. Because I know I've got it in me can plod my way through it. I've done a decent time. And I don't know what the next goal is. Over an hour running? Is that probably a, is that the next goal, Neil? Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe maybe 15k. It's quite a good milestone. 15k? What's that? How much is a half marathon? I have no idea. 20? 13.2 miles. Um, 
Yeah, it must be about 20, 25k. 21. 21k. Not that far off. Yeah, but three three back-to-back 5Ks is quite a good, it's quite, quite a good milestone. I quite like that one. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, I ran yesterday. Yesterday? So yeah, Monday. I think I think probably the next one's going to be over an hour, which would probably be, what, 12, 13K? Yeah. And then it'll be 15, and then it'll probably be a half marathon or something, or something close to that, like 18 and then 20. But for now, like, I'm happy with 10. See how I get on. I'm probably going to go for a run tomorrow. Um... And then went to the gym today, which was nice. Pure gym, which is just fascinating place to go to, quite frankly. <laughs> did you have any niggles from your run or legs okay? I did on the 8K. Uh, my right hip was a bit tight, but I think I've just got tight. I've got tight glutes, tight hips. So I even stretched before I went for a run just to look kind of loosen up. Wow. Just just to feel a little bit better. Um, just because I was so like pissed off I did 8K and I got a <laughs> stitch and I was like, it's all my own. Like a lot of these things were my fault. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I couldn't keep going. It was just like that stitch was just ugh, yeah, pain. It was pain in my stomach. So it was one of those things, and I knew that with a bit of preparation, a bit of caffeine in me, a little bit of uh, jelly beans before I went for a run, I was gonna, I was definitely capable of doing it. So um, just got it done really, and just quite enjoyed it. So nice. Um, beyond that, I think it's just been a like I've got a busy week this week. Um, which we'll probably try and do a podcast on Sunday, I guess, and catch up and go through it. But that's pretty much my year, really, to be honest. Like just trying to keep clients happy, getting work done, scale the business, find a way to do it, uh, find more clients. Yeah, live life. Spend time with Olivia. I still got my Mondays. We went swimming yesterday. Did you did you find here's a question? So yeah, here's a question. Did you find swimming lessons useful? And if you did, when did they start and what <laughs> um, what did you do? So Isla, Isla started similar age to Olivia, um, weren't that useful. And then it stopped for a long time because of COVID. And then she's now back into it. And I think they're more useful, but we've always got to remem- remind the coach to push her, but also the, like Isla needs to push herself. Like she gets these like disc things around her arms and she's now down to one. She was on three for a while. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of like us need, needing to coach it. I don't have much trust in the council run swimming lessons. It's the ones we, we go to, but they enjoy it. Boys love it. I think it's getting them confident in the water. Like they're in the water themselves now. So we just have to watch it a window, which is quite good. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think five plus it gets useful. I think anything under five years old, it's just fun. It's not necessarily learning a new skill. Yeah, like she's doing all right, but it's not great. And it's like 20 quid a lesson, you know, and it's, yeah. it's we're, 30 we're, minutes. We're, twi- we're 20 quid a month for um, a half an hour lesson a week. Wow. <laughs> so that's so that's where all the Westminster taxpaying money is going then. Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, we're 80, yeah. 80 quid a month for um, for half hour, 20, 20 quid lessons. Um and it's all right, but I'm I'm kind of like, if I was going to spend 80 quid, could I get a swimming lesson for 40 pounds for an hour, let's say? And if I did them, like, maybe one week, and then I took her swimming and did the things that the teacher taught us the week yeah. before, then the following week, do another teaching lesson, recap what we did, and do you see what I mean? Like, do something a bit more like that. I think that would be more beneficial, because it is about time in the pool, and she only gets half an hour. And it's like, half an hour once a week... T- tell me anyone who's learned a decent skill like <laughs> swimming half an hour once a week yeah I think it's a w- wise objective I wonder if you guys 
they must have like council run pools near you, like leisure centres and stuff. Like they must be. If they do, the waiting list is probably fourteen years. <laughs> True. True. Like even me just trying to get into the dentist, I only got in the dentist because the entire Williams family is uh, part of that NHS dentist. And they were like, well, you're married now, so you might as well join us. Otherwise, nah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, services down here are just, what's the point? You know? So it's like we even, we haven't even, here's a, here's a shocker. You're supposed to get a two year review. You get that in Scotland? Oh, for kids. Yeah. 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 The two-year developmental review. Uh, we had to phone them and remind her that she's two and a half now and she's still not had her two-year review. Wow. Like, just imagine imagine that we were not nice parents. Yeah, I know. How easy has that just been slipped through the system? Shocking. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, shocking. I mean, a kind of, who do you blame? Government, local services... Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's and, a hard and one. Who do you blame? Who do you who do you get a refund from? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like do you know? Like there's not there's nothing. If it was private, then there'd be seriously ram serious ramifications. But because yeah. it's public sector, it's like, oh, it's this thing or it's that thing, and there's there's like the escalation is just shit. Yeah, like so, there's nothing there's nothing you can do. Nah. Um so yeah, that's pretty much pretty much my week, Neil. I I, I can't think of anything else without ruining the podcast for the rest of the week and uh, yeah <laughs> um, nice I what have I been up to been I've been a, it's been a busy last week was mad um, just the first week of like all the kids activities are now back on and taxiing around and just like logistical nightmare throughout the week you get, I, I, when I think about it I get a bit of anxiety because it's just like Jesus Christ I've got to juggle the work meetings, finish at a certain time, make sure dinner's ready. I, I Rebecca's taxiing other people, other kids around, and she's a bit mad. Do they have all the right kit? Do they have all the right swimming stuff? Their football kit, their football boots, just everything. So it's been last week was a mad week, and that's why I didn't do a podcast. So I also turned a glorious thirty-three. So I've reached another milestone in my life. Um, I had a really nice birthday. We went to. A big kind of shopping mall thing with cinema and went out for lunch and then went to see the Wonka movie. And I would highly recommend it. Have you heard about the Wonka movie? William Willie Wonka? I I'm pretty sure that, that Charlie and Chocolate Factory has been about done that about fourteen <laughs> different times. So this is probably like one of those uh Batman movies and now they're doing the Joker and his backstory yeah, and where he came know. from and what happened and So this, this is a prequel to to, to the ones you know about. And it was bloody great. The kids loved it. I loved it. Rebecca loved it. Um, well worth it. I mean, it's a small, small fortune now to take my family of five to do a cinema. So but go, was, on. go on, tell us. <laughs> How much was it to go just, to cinema? Just under a hundred with snacks. I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> Probably 85 quid. 80, 85 pounds <laughs> to go to the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Do they, <laughs> do they cut your hair for you at the same time and do your nails? Foot massages and all that. 80, and this was a normal view cinema? Yeah, nothing special. Because um, I assume it's like 15 quid an adult or something for a ticket and then kids yeah, are a tenner or something like that. Something like that. Um, and they all got like a treat box which had a drink, popcorn and a sweetie in it. Um, I think maybe they were, I don't know, eight or nine pound each. So. A <laughs> hundred pounds? 
<laughs> wow. God. You know, um, I, I don't know. If you don't earn a hundred grand a year as a family household, like how, how do you even survive? Yeah, I know. How do you have, yeah, I know. How, how do you have a, a life where the kids can go and do things and see things and whatever else? And that might sound like a very privileged thing to say, but my God, a <laughs> hundred quid to go to the cinema. Well, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Sorry, carry on, Neil. You're having a great birthday. So, yeah, that, that, that was good. Then um, mum and dad invited us around for dinner, which was nice. So got to see them. And yeah, so like last week, work-wise, there's lots of changes restructures my boss is leaving and some of the directors were up last week having one-to-one chats with us all still trying to work, work things out but that caused a lot of um i wouldn't say stress but just like what's the future what's going on where do we see things and i, I think it's exciting i think it's if it goes the way i want it to go um i think it's going to be beneficial for everyone so fingers crossed but that that caused a lot of a lot of time to process and and digest and I was in the office three times last week, which is rare again, trying to juggle office life with logistics of, of a family. Um, but I feel like this week we've hit the ground running. So we've got a new organization set up where we've got ev- all the activities and all their uniforms and their school stuff and everything's laid out for the whole week. So there's no like, where's the football socks? Where's the... Um, strips and or where's the swimming stuff or where's Isla's dancing clothes everything's just laid out ready to go and that seems to touch wood I mean it's only Tuesday but I feel like it's been a hell of a lot easier than the start of last week um, and also meal, meal, meal prepping I don't know about you guys do you do you do much meal prepping do you have the whole week planned out in terms of your meals yeah Lord does that yeah so we we kind of both do it um, but that makes a massive difference if you know what you're eating when you're eating it, it's just so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Laura, Laura's really good at that. Like, I think there's stuff that we split up as a couple. Um, so I'll do admin stuff. So admin stuff would include, I'll organize the car MOT and the service. I'll organize the insurance. I'll organize the house insurance. I'll organize, um, like... Uh, Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. However, if you were to like plan out the meals, for example, because like, we've got Laura uses a calendar Monday to Sunday, and then on it she'll write like what we'll have on the on the dinner thing. Like lunch is just sandwiches and whatnot, because we'll yeah. either be home or not, or breakfast. It's dinner is the main thing. And, you know, maybe maybe it takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes, right, each week to write that out. And it's either delivered to us in a Tesco's or one of us goes to Aldi and goes and picks it up, right? Yeah. So there's a time investment, but like if, if if you ever if you ever try and phone an insurance company to get your insurance insurance premium at a reasonable price, it takes a hot minute. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah, multiple insurance. So there's kind of there's kind of like a distri- there's a distribution thing here. I'll, Laura doesn't like dealing with like negotiation and pricing and all that kind of stuff. So I'll I'll handle it all, and then uh, things like uh, shopping and whatnot and organizing the cupboards and that kind of thing. Then. Maybe maybe she's downstairs sending me messages right now telling me I'm a dickhead and <laughs> I need to take more responsibility for it. But I feel like there's some level of like household admin from that perspective, like kind of evened out a little bit, kind of, I hope. Did you have a structured um, conversation about that or would it just kind of naturally land of you do this? It just kind of landed that way. I think um, I, I don't mind. I, I quite enjoy the game of finding a cheaper car insurance or 
negotiating with the person down the telephone or you know whatever else and it kind of bolts on to a bunch of other stuff that i do anyway like with downham i've got to manage um like insurance on that property and then like all the income for that and whatnot so i'll just kind of like chuck it in with everything else that we do um and i guess i quite like thinking about it you know life insurance or what are our pensions doing or you know uh, olivia's isa and all that kind of stuff um by the way olivia's isa was kind of interesting i was doing some calculations on it and she she saves a not an unreasonable amount per year but if we get to her 18th birthday it'll be over 30 grand nice which is no it's not terrible i keep it for myself my portion um how do but, you um how do you split up your housework not very well fair that's kind of it really <laughs> to be honest full stop yeah um laura just tells me that she's fed up doing something and so I, go, I have to go and do it <laughs> that's fair so it'll be like it'll be like the bathroom's generally the one usually um, like I'll hoover, you know, when it when I see it's a little bit dirty because we'd probably hoover once every couple of days, you know, with the sort of Dyson thing. Um, yeah. got a dishwasher, so I guess I empty the dishwasher. Uh, Laura likes filling it because apparently I fill it like an idiot. Um, so I'll I'll probably empty it most of the time. Um, cooking distributed very well, but again a balance. I think uh, Olivia's bedtime routine as well. You know, a re- not an unreasonable balance, I don't think. Uh, driving to nursery, again, not an unreasonable balance. Like, depends if Laura's in, in London or not. So I'll take, I'll take the responsibility for some of it. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's anything like written down. Maybe Laura would like it written down, but it, it's, it's either to the point where Laura gets pissed off and she feels like she's doing it too much, she'll tell me. Uh, or we're just working it out as we go along. Yeah, that's fair we've gone through kind of the, the structured method of like, I'll do it one week, you do it the next week. And we all just kind of default to, we all just muck in. And if it gets too much for one person, then we communicate that. But generally speaking, it's, um, yeah, I think for me working from home, I probably do a lot of the basic stuff, like putting the washing machine on, hanging the clothes out just cause I'm at home and it's easy to do my lunch break. But yeah, I feel like we've, we just, speak if it's getting too much and put a plan in place. Like if the house yeah. is a riot, then we'll sort it. Pretty much it. Like I don't, uh, yeah, I just don't see, it's not complicated. I don't think, uh, I probably don't do my fair share, but yeah, I mean, I'm not counting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have actually though, this is one thing to say for, for next week. I would say, so I haven't seen my one of my groomsmen, Ben, for, I want to say before COVID. I've seen him wow. like for a coffee when he's been in London or we've caught up on a Skype call or something, but we've literally not hung out together for a reasonable amount of time for quite a while. So uh, I was trying to look to see if there's any sort of cheap flights to New York and whatnot to go and see them. So booked New York in middle of April. I got yeah, some you text flights me. for like, like 350 <laughs> quid. Yeah, I was like, Neil, why don't you come to New York? Yeah, Somewhere yeah. for you to stay. We can hang out together. <laughs> three nights. 10 year anniversary for my wife. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. You could, you, could, you could scope it out, Neil. Right? You could go and see what the, what's there. Make sure everything's all right. You could organize. So, yeah. 
What a great trip, Neil. I think that's a loving loving husband thing to do is to go and just recce the venue before, before they commit. pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I booked that and I'm off to Sweden at the end of this month. Why? Why Sweden? So you met Jono. <laughs> yeah. So John, me and John, like, I don't see Jono at, often at all. And very, we, we have very fleeting sort of messages backwards and forwards, but he's always, a t- and I, I met him, I was in Stockholm last year and uh, we went for a drink and we caught up and said hello and whatnot. Cause he's still in Stockholm oh, studying a PhD. I, I'm thinking of someone else. Right. Yeah. Jono. Jono. Yeah. Jono, Jono. Yeah. Scott, Scott back to Jono. That's him. So um, anyway, I've always, I always kept saying to him, because I went with Laura as well when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend before we went traveling when he lived in Stockholm. He was still studying his PhD then. And I always said to him, I said, when you get, when you get your PhD defense, I'll come out to Stockholm and I'll be there in the audience. And because it's like, it's a big thing, right? Getting your doctorate. Yeah. It's like getting married, you know, the amount of commitment you put in to try and get old, to get that. So anyway, he's been obviously pulling his, uh, dragging his heels for some time, getting this bloody <laughs> doctorate. It normally takes you four years. I think he's been doing it nearly 10 um, wow. So uh, he's out there anyway because he gets paid to be in education in in, uh, in Sweden. But anyway, so he told me he's going to do it, and I was like, "Yeah, great, I'll be there." When is it? So I think I think what I feel actually grateful for is a job that allows me to do that. Yeah, like I've I've crafted this career or this business for what it's wherever it's worth that at the drop of a hat someone like my mate Jono can be like, oh, that's my such and such, you know, defense. Um, so I'm just going out for two nights. So it's not like, like it's over the time when Olivia's with either grandparents or she's at nursery most of the day. So we can make it work. It's not yeah, yeah. a huge big deal. But I can just do that, right? Fly out there, see him, see him do his thing. I can equally do it as well when David's like, hey, do you want to go and watch Fulham on a Wednesday night at 7 p.m.? You know, I don't have a boss. I don't have to go and like ask permission to do anything. I can just do it. Go to New York whenever I want, you know, because um, I've got a loving wife and she's going to look after Olivia, which is lovely. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like it's. So what's him? Um, is he uh, is he settled down there? Has he got a family? Is he, what's he? Nah, single. Yeah. I, I seem to have a lot of single male mates. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> like yeah. Ben was married, not anymore. Uh, John has got a girlfriend now. He's not married though. Uh, Paul's got a girlfriend, not married. Uh, Jono. Girl, uh, I think he had a girlfriend, but now he's not married. Um, Steve got a girlfriend, not married. Yeah, a bunch of sing, not single, but guys that just like just, like girlfriends. Yeah, girlfriends or the bachelors, one or the other. It's weird. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I was just saying that you know to have that freedom is kind of yeah, it's good. I think I, for, I think I forgot it when I was working. I, for, I forgot about it when I signed up to work for Ali because it's yeah. And also the, the, the politics of, I mean, my organization's going through a bit of a, without saying too much, a bit of a, I don't know, what it's, it's, it's not rocky, I think it's a roller coaster of ups and downs. Um, but yeah, navigating kind of politics of, a, of the job and what people will think of you and all that kind of stuff is, um, is interesting. Obviously, you don't need to worry about that because, I mean, there's not many politics in your, in your world. No, not really many politics. I'm sure there will be some at some point, but... The, the the political ladder is I am the president. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> stops you. That's, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like scapegoat all of the kind of middle management y type of life that you have to live where you're negotiating up and down, whereas I only negotiate down. Yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, like I, I don't know, I, I don't know how I would, I don't know how I'd cope with it. I don't think I'd enjoy it. Um, but then part of my clients sometimes rule elements of it. And I think there's, there's some life in the future at some point where maybe I give up and go all in on YouTube or something or building a personal brand of some kind, you know? Um, but I'd probably have to have a decent, like, that's, I said, that's probably something when I, if I set, if, and when I sell the agency side of things, you know, how do I get to that point? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was just reflecting on it this week. I was just kind of like, you know, what would life have been like if I'd gone down the route of like a normal employed job and, you know, I just, I just wouldn't have been able to do these things. I don't really, I wonder if you'd have been in London. I probably would have because you took an employed job there. But yeah, I, I think you can still like, I mean, my, my notice period for holidays is, I could phone up and probably take Thursday off without any issues. That's a long weekend. But but I guess there's still that barrier, right? There's that barrier of permission. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, where it's, it's just some, there's something about it. And uh, no, I don't, I don't think everyone, I, you know, I do worry about, I do sometimes worry about the idea of it just all like disappearing at one point. But then like, I don't see that as any different as what an unemployed person feels like. You know, well, it's kind of like... You- yeah, absolutely. Any company can just... Yeah, reach insolvency and bankrupt, gone, can't, can't pay his salaries. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's kind of like that. Like, I, I don't think, like, not all my clients are going to leave me exactly the same time. I have income streams from different things. I have a pot of cash, a war chest, if you will, in, in my uh, bank accounts, personal land business. So it's like, I can weather a lot. Yeah. Um, so a lot has to go wrong before <laughs> I, I have to give up the freedom and go and work at McDonald's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I could like, that, that's also another thing. Like I could just, if I don't want to do this anymore. I could just give up, go and work at McDonald's, right? Earn a reasonable salary, uh, clock on, clock off. I'd have a bunch of money still in my business account. If I wanted to top up my salary, I could. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But then you wouldn't have the freedom. You wouldn't have the... Yeah, you wouldn't have the freedom. You wouldn't have the, the fulfillment. Satisfaction. Um, but I'm still going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and the bare bones of it is really about that, isn't it? Being able to eat and be able to keep warm and... You pay know, your mortgage. Pay your mortgage, and then if there's enough left over for some extracurricular things like going on holiday or going somewhere or whatnot, then fine. That's pretty much it, really. That's not not a terrible life. Yeah, it's it's amazing how you, how much you can reduce your outgoings to weather a storm or get through a, a rocky period. Like when I was made redundant a few years ago, now the, 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 you can look at so much in terms of your monthly outgoings and cutting bills and stuff. You can save a fortune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I, I, yeah. We spend a lot, a lot on stuff because you can because you live within you live within your earnings, right? You oh, don't, you don't massive. live within your. Uh, Which is such a funny know. thing. You say like, "I'm going to get this pay rise," and now you, you still feel skint. <laughs> but I've just been to the cinema for hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you feel you feel the the same amount as rich? You feel the same amount of rich now as you did when you were made redundant? No. No. And there's probably a few factors as well. Like my mortgage has gone up 250 quid. So that's obviously a decent chunk. Um, 
So there's a few things that have probably increased, but I, I, I think I'm better off. I feel I'm better off and we're doing more things. We're going more places. I think it's only going to get better with the, the dual income. Look at that. That's, that's the next Alex or Mosey alpha motivation quote that's going to go up on Instagram right there, Neil. <laughs> yeah, our Instagram account's doing well, isn't it? It is very well, Neil. I'm surprised it's not at a million, uh, a million <laughs> followers. <laughs> yeah. Have you finished a book yet? Have I finished a book? Um, no, I have started. I started another book. I got um, the Diary of a CEO, which is um, Steve Bartlett's newish book. You sent me the ebook, but I quite like the paper, the hardcover. Rebecca got me that for my birthday. Um, started that. Very very good. Talking about um, filling f- filling your buckets, and there's certain buckets in life to to fill, and if you can fill all five of them, then you should should be pretty successful. What are the buckets? Um, what are the buckets? Oh, so something like your reputation, your knowledge, your um, experience. Let me, let me see if I can find it on ChatGPT. What is it? Diary of a CEO. What's it Diary called? Of a CV. Di- yeah, Diary of a CEO. What are the five buckets? Uh, is that the book called? Yeah, that's what the book's called. Of a CEO. What are the I'm sure it's something like yeah, experience, reputation, knowledge. Oh, I, I don't know what it's saying in the book. I don't know, Neil. Are you, are you subscribed to like the um, the fancy chat GPT because it's not giving me it? No, because um, oh, it's not it's not a recent one. It's only knowledge up to 2022. So. It got published uh, last year, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, here's the five buckets. So what you know, your knowledge, what you can do, your skills, who you know, your network, what you have, your resources. And the last one is what the world thinks of you, your reputation. And it kind of compares it to like likes of Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. And if you if you compare it to any famous person or any person that's done really well, even if it's your boss or whatever, you can generally see that a lot of their buckets are full. Or maybe there's some that are not so full. So maybe you're lacking in your network or you're lacking in your knowledge. Well, fill that back up. So it's quite a good quite a good way to look at it. Nice. So you finished it or is it still, you're still reading it? Still reading it. Um, yeah, started two books. I'd say I'm 50% through The Fund by Ray Dalio, I mentioned last time. Um, what about you? Have you started any books? Nah. No. No. <laughs> I, I do want to, but I just keep I just keep getting out of the bad habit of like going to bed and and not reading. Yeah, I mean it's it's quite easy just to go to bed and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, or just like sit a little bit meaningfully for five minutes, just going like that, you know, scroll up kind of my, fashion. I've I've, I've um, for like six months or even a year, maybe my phone doesn't come in the bedroom. Well, we know what you get up to then, Neil, <laughs> and that that seems to help. That seems to help. Yeah, yeah, probably does. Um, yeah, so again, I go back to that point of like, I probably should like find some way of putting it putting it back into motion. But I think it's because I can't, I, I don't know where my Kindle is. I probably need to go and try and find my Kindle and fire that up and get that ready for to use rather than it just being sat somewhere and not being used. Um, but yeah, because I, I was just looking at my goals. I was thinking, you know, we're two weeks into 2024. What have I, uh, what have I managed to do? And uh I've kind of managed to do one of them 
already. I'm on target for another one. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's still over the days. It's the 16th of January. Yeah, you kind of, but you kind of want to, you, you want to be actioning something, right? You want to kind of look at your goals and go, right, what have I done this week that kind of got yeah. me closer to achieving that in some respects? And, um, oh, the, an ultra update. So we got a, a funny comment from oh. Johnny. Yeah. I, saw it, I left it. I actually read it and then unread it just so that you would see it and go back to it and be like, he's, he's, uh, he's talking to me. So I, um, I have emailed the organizer for the, the, um, ultra I want to do the, it's still not open for, for entries. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding out, but I did sign up for a 25 mile brew dog run going from Dundee brew dog to St. Andrews brew dog, um, which sounds quite cool. So that's 25 miles just under a marathon. That's a nice kind of training run. That's in a four or five weeks time. I don't feel ready for that. I think it's going to be a pretty big, pretty big challenge. Um, but at least it's kind of on the way to getting the miles up. So I feel good. I'm doing my yoga, stretching, mobility work, no niggles. Did 25 miles last week. Doing Because that's it with the running thing, right? It's the miles. Yeah, time, time on feet. Um, it's going to be key. Doesn't matter how fast it goes. It's just time on. No, exactly. And that's that's the brutal part of it. It's really like the hard part of a marathon. Sure, is being fit enough, but it's actually doing like having done the miles. So you're you're kind of mentally and physically ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's why that's when most people like kind of fail really if they're doing like plus four hour marathons. They just haven't been on their feet long enough really. Yeah, I know. Or they pick up a bad injury or whatever else. But yeah, generally speaking. Yeah. Here's so, me. Here's me talking like I'm a seasoned runner, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still very much on the mindset of um, getting that ultra. I just need to, I can't wait to, the t- I can come onto the podcast and say I've booked it. I've committed. But it's nice. not open yet. How much is it to sign up? 85 quid. Wow. Well, it's just an Ironman, like 500 not, quid or something. Yeah. Like well, that's, the, that's the badge, Ironman. That's fucking ridiculous. Um, and, and they've trademarked it. So even if you run an Ironman, you can't call yourself an Ironman. Like if you run the distance of an Ironman, um, they've trademarked it. So there's a guy called the Iron Cowboy, which he did, I think oh, it was yeah. like 100 back-to-back Ironmans. And he got taken to court because they were not official Ironmans because the organization called Ironman didn't arrange it. So so what, what do they do? Sue him? Yeah, they, they tried to sue him, but they didn't get it, didn't get it through. Um, so he's, he's, he's called himself Iron Cowboy, um, jokingly. Arseholes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> then he do it for charity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arseholes. <laughs> you can't use the Iron Man name. If I was a judge, I'd have been like, nah, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're very expensive. And I think it's just the brand that they've now got. It's like High Rocks. High Rocks is fucking ridiculous. To enter yeah, it's like two, 150 quid or something to go in. Yeah, and it's like an hour or something. Yeah, you run around a track. So it's basically just running with obstacles. Yeah. So the, this ultra, there's support for the the cutoff time is 18 hours. So there's going to be people supporting you for 18 hours. So like, I, I get that. Like, it's going to cost a decent amount to have the aid stations and medics on hand. So I don't mind paying 85 quid for a an all day event. Which you hope you'll finish. Yeah, biggest fear is uh, I get a DNF that terrifies me. So I'm going to finish. How far is it? Fifty miles. Wow. <laughs> you don't feel ready for twenty five. In four weeks' time. 
Well, all right. Well, I'm excited, Neil. Yeah. yeah. When, I think when I'm, is it I'm supposed nervous. to be? I should block it out of my calendar so I can stand there and shout at you when you're looking like shit. Yeah, here we go. I'll get the Ockles Ultra. I'll get the date in the diary. So you're going to do it for a charity or anything? Um, yeah, I'm going to do it for leukemia research. Oh, look at you. Um, it is September, twen- isn't it? 28th of September. Right. Sunday. That's lo- 28th. Yeah. That's Laura's, Laura's birthday is the next day. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Neil's Ultra. Um, so, yeah. And it's, it's over the Ockels, which is a massive mountain hill range in Scotland. Um, and I'm running two, two Ben Nevises. So you've got to run up and down? So, no, but up, up and down, it's undulating. So there's like, I think, 10 peaks in it. But the total elevation gain is two Ben Nevises. Wow. Bloody well. Bloody hard. Best of luck to you, Neil. And on does, that it, note. does this point right? Everybody's like, "Oh, you're gonna, you know, you you run in, you run in for like, you know, doing a marathon or an ultra or something like that." I'm like, "Nah, mate, just just running because it's quite nice to go for a run." I don't, I don't want to turn my hobby into like something competitive. I just kind of, all right, you know, I'll do an hour and then you know maybe 15 kilometers and 20 and whatever else, and just see what happens. Rather than actually aiming to do like a marathon, I don't want to train for a marathon necessarily. I don't want to train for an ultra marathon. You know, anyway, yeah. maybe I will. I think you probably will end up, I mean, I've been running for now for eight years, nine years. And I think you kind of get the, you just, you just want to keep pushing yourself, right? And you realise that you get quite good at it and you get longer distances feel easier. So you're like, well, let's just go to the next level and get a medal for 50 miles. And then it's, then you're going to start like swimming and then, <laughs> you know, get an expensive bike and... Yeah, you see these people on, on YouTube who's, or Instagram who start their fitness journey and buy like a three and a half, four grand bike. It's like, what are you doing? It's called midlife crisis, Neil. You're basically in it. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. Age of 33. <laughs> at, least I've, at least I've accomplished a lot. I'll, I'll take a midlife crisis if I'm in one. All right, great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. On right. that note, I think- we'll wrap, wrap things up. Thanks for listening to episode number 105. I hope you've enjoyed this random dad chat. Didn't really get into much, but just a life update on how we're getting on. And hopefully next week or the next time we record a podcast, maybe Sunday night, um, I'll, the entries will be open for my ultramarathon so I can celebrate the me committing to that. Anyway, you can find us on socials, Instagram and all that stuff. Um, don't do much on Instagram anymore, but I might do one day. So give us a follow. Got a few nice messages from people, which is nice to see listeners. Give us a rating. I don't know if our ratings are up over the new year, but... No. No. It's down, Neil. You don't want to look at it. I'll just make you depressed and not want to do a podcast ever again. (laughs) Nice. Well, thanks for tuning in, the half a listener that's left. Maybe Johnny's got to the end. On that note... Maybe. He's he's probably delighted the fact that you've actually... You're you're starting to sound like you're committing to doing this ultramarathon rather than, uh, you know, wheezing your way around it. Nice. On that note, see you later. All right. Cheers.